Good evening, and welcome to the Sleep with Josh podcast. It's the podcast where you sleep with Josh. I am comedian Josh Yang, and every episode I read various pieces of literature in my trademark monotone voice to help you drift off to sleep. Literature like the dictionary, laws, various manuals, the different terms of services that Everyone agrees to, but never really reads. And other random, boring ideas. Tonight, a new year means a new set of intellectual property now entering the public domain. Yes, this is my life now, which is why we are returning to the OG of the Sleep with Josh podcast, the Canadian Copyright Act of 1921. I feel like nowadays, we all need a reminder of good old-fashioned laws. If you find yourself enjoying this experience, please follow this podcast on your podcast player of choice and tell everyone you know that you sleep with Josh. Because at the end of the day, the more people that sleep with Josh, the better. Feel free to also follow me on social media at Josh Yang Comedy. Now sit back, relax, and close your eyes. Because you'll get tired of this podcast. Guaranteed. The Canadian Copyright Act of 1921 Continuing with The Rights of Broadcasters Section 21 Copyright in Communication Signals Subsection 1 Subject to Subsection 2 A broadcaster has a copyright in the communication signals that it broadcasts, consisting of the sole right to do the following in relation to the communication signal or any substantial part thereof. Paragraph A. To fix it. Paragraph B. 
to reproduce any fixation of it that was made without the broadcaster's consent. Paragraph C. To authorize another broadcaster to retransmit it to the public simultaneously with its broadcast. With its broadcast. And paragraph D. In the case of a television communication signal, to perform it in a place open to the public on payment of an entrance fee. And to authorize any act described in paragraph A, B, or D. Subsection 2 Conditions for Copyright. Subsection 1 applies only if the broadcaster, paragraph A, at the time of the broadcast, had its headquarters in Canada, in a country that is a WTO member, or in a Rome Convention country. And paragraph B broadcasts the communication signal from that country. Subsection 3. Exception. Notwithstanding subsection 2, if the minister is of the opinion that a Rome Convention country or a country that is a WTO member does not grant the right mentioned in paragraph 1d, the minister may, by a statement published in the Canada Gazette, declare that broadcasters that have their headquarters in that country are not entitled to that right. Reciprocity Section 22 Reciprocity If the minister is of the opinion that a country other than a Rome Convention country or a WPPT country grants or has undertaken to grant paragraph A to performers and to makers of sound recordings or paragraph B to broadcasters that are Canadian citizens or permanent residents within the meaning of subsection 2 1 of the Immigration and Refugee Protection Act or if corporations have their headquarters in Canada as the case may be whether by treaty convention agreement or law benefits substantially equivalent to those conferred by this part the minister may by a statement published in the Canada Gazette paragraph C grant the benefits conferred by this part subparagraph 1 to performers and to makers of sound recordings or subparagraph 2 to broadcasters as the case may be that are citizens, subjects, or permanent residents of or if corporations have their headquarters in that country. And paragraph D, declare that that country shall, 
as regards those benefits be treated as if it were a country to which this part extends. Subsection 2 If the minister is of the opinion that a country other than a Rome Convention country or a WPPT country neither grants nor has undertaken to grant paragraph A to performers and to makers of sound recordings or paragraph B to broadcasters that are Canadian citizens or permanent residents within the meaning of subsection 2.1 of the Immigration and Refugee Protection Act or if corporations have their headquarters in Canada as the case may be whether by treaty convention, agreement, or law, benefits substantially equivalent to those conferred by this part, the minister may, by a statement published in the Canada Gazette, paragraph C, grant the benefits conferred by this part to performers, makers of sound recordings, or broadcasters that are citizens, subjects, or permanent residents of, or, if corporations, have their headquarters in that country, as the case may be, to the extent that that country grants that those benefits to performers, makers of sound recordings, or broadcasters that are Canadian citizens, or permanent residents, within the meaning of subsection 2.1 of the Immigration and Refugee Protection Act, or if corporations have their headquarters in Canada. And, I feel like I said the same thing over and over again. Paragraph D, declare that that country shall, as regards those benefits, be treated as if it were a country to which this part extends. Subsection 3. Application of Act. Any provision of this Act that the Minister specifies in a statement referred to in subsection 1 or 2. Paragraph A. Applies in respect of performers, makers of sound recordings, or broadcasters covered by that statement as if they were citizens of or if corporations had their headquarters in Canada. And paragraph B applies in respect of a country covered by that statement, as if that country were Canada. Subsection 4 Application of Act Subject to any exceptions that the minister may specify in a statement referred to in subsection 1 or 2. The other provisions of this act also apply in the way described in subsection 3. Terms of Rights Section 23 Terms of Copyright Performers Performance Subsection 1. Subject to this Act, 
copyright in a performer's performance subsists until the end of 50 years after the end of the calendar year in which the performance occurs. However, paragraph A. If the performance is fixed in a sound recording before the copyright expires, the copyright continues until the end of 50 years after the end of the calendar year in which the first fixation of the performance in a sound recording occurs. And paragraph B. If a sound recording in which the performance is fixed is published before the copyright expires, the copyright continues until the earlier of the end of 70 years after the end of the calendar year in which the first such publication occurs, and the end of 100 years after the end of the calendar year in which the first fixation of the performance in a sound recording occurs. Term of Copyright Sound Recording If anything, now we're starting to get into the parts that are most important to this podcast. All right. Subsection 1.1. Subject to this act, copyright in a sound recording subsists until the end of 50 years after the end of the calendar year in which the first fixation of the sound recording occurs. However, if the sound recording is published before the copyright expires, the copyright continues until the earlier of the end of 70 years after the end of the calendar year in which the first publication of the sound recording occurs, and the end of 100 years after the end of the calendar year in which that first fixation occurs. Okay, so basically, if I applied this to my podcast, it means that if I recorded this and didn't publish it, then my copyright over this recording, unpublished, lasts for 50 years after the end of this year. But since I am publishing this, by me publishing this, it becomes the end of what, whichever comes earlier, either 70 years after I publish this, or a hundred years after the end of the calendar year when this first occurs. So basically, by me publishing this, that means I only have 70 years copyright of this podcast. I think that makes sense. Moving on. Subsection 1.2 Term of Copyright Communication Signal Subject to this act, copyright in a communication signal subsists until the end of 50 years after the end of the calendar year in which the communication signal is broadcast. Subsection 2 Term of Right 
to remuneration. The rights to remuneration conferred on performers and makers by Section 19 have the same terms, respectively, as those provided by Subsections 1 and 1.1. Subsection 3, application of subsections 1 to 2. Subsections 1 to 2 apply whether the fixation, performance, or broadcast occurred before or after the coming into force of this section. Subsection 4, burn convention countries. Rome Convention countries, WTO members, where the performer's performance, sound recording, or communication signal meets the requirements set out in Section 15, 18, or 21, as the case may be, a country that becomes a Berne Convention country, a Rome Convention country. Or a WTO member after the date of the fixation, performance or broadcast is as of becoming a Berne Convention country, Rome Convention country, or WTO member, as the case may be, deemed to have been such at the date of the fixation, performance, or broadcast. Subsection five, where term of protection expired. Subsection four does not confer any protection in Canada, where the term of protection in the country referred to in that subsection had expired, before that country became a Berne Convention country, Rome Convention country. Or WTO member, as the case may be. Ownership of copyright. Section twenty-four. The first owner of the copyright, paragraph A, in a performer's performance, is the performer. Paragraph B. In a sound recording, is the maker, or paragraph C, in a communication signal, is the broadcaster that broadcasts it. Assignment of rights, section twenty-five. Some sections thirteen four to seven apply. With such modifications as the circumstances require, in respect of the rights conferred by this part on performers, makers of sound recordings, and broadcasters, performers' rights, WTO countries, Section twenty-six. Performers' performance in WTO country. Subsection one, where a performer's performance 
takes place on or after January 1st, 1996 in a country that is a WTO member. The performer has, as of the date of the performer's performance, a copyright in the performer's performance, consisting of the sole right to do the following in relation to the performer's performance or any substantial part thereof. Paragraph A. If it is not fixed to communicate it to the public by telecommunication and to fix it in a sound recording. And paragraph B. If it has been fixed in a sound recording without the performer's authorization to reproduce the fixation or any substantial part thereof and to authorize any such acts. Subsection 2 Where country joins WTO after January 1st, 1996. Where a performer's performance takes place on or after January 1st, 1996 in a country that becomes a WTO member after the date of the performer's performance. The performer has the copyright described in subsection 1 as of the date the country becomes a WTO member. Performer's Performances Before January 1st, 1996 Subsection 3 Where a performer's performance takes place before January 1st, 1996 in a country that is a WTO member The performer has as of January 1st, 1996, the sole right to do and to authorize the act described in paragraph 1b. Subsection 4, where country joins WTO after January 1st, 1996. Where a performer's performance takes place before January 1st, 1996, in a country that becomes a WTO member on or after January 1st, 1996. The performer has the right described in subsection 3 as of the date the country becomes a WTO member. Subsection 5. Term of performer's rights. The rights conferred by this section subsist for the remainder of the calendar year in which the performer's performance takes place and a period of 50 years following the end of that calendar year. Subsection 6. Assignment of Rights. Subsections 13.4 to 7 apply with such modifications as the circumstances require in respect of a performer's rights conferred by this section. Subsection 7. Limitation. 
notwithstanding an assignment of a performer's right conferred by this section, the performer, as well as the assignee, may, paragraph A, prevent the reproduction of, subparagraph 1, any fixation of the performer's performance, or subparagraph 2, any substantial part of such a fixation, where the fixation was made without the performer's consent or the assignee's consent, and paragraph B, prevent the importation of any fixation of the performer's performance or any reproduction of such a fixation that the importer knows or ought to have known was made without the performer's consent or the assignee's consent. And that is the end of part two of the Canadian Copyright Act of 1921. The next part, part three, infringement of copyright and moral rights and exceptions to infringement is next. But this feels like a good time to end this podcast. Thank you for listening, and congratulations, you've just slept with Josh. But if you're still awake, don't forget to follow this podcast on your podcast player of choice, and tell everyone you know that you slept with Josh. Thank you, and good night. <laughs>